Good morning, Mission family. That two minute goes fast, doesn't it? When you're talking and loving on people, that is a fast two minutes. I'm so glad everyone, for everyone who's here in the house worshiping with us this morning. And if you're like me, I'm just feeling just a fresh blessing of the Lord this morning. I don't know. It's pretty sweet. So we want to welcome you, all of you who are here in person. We want to welcome those of you here who are worshiping with us online. Um, And if this is your first time here, please find a Connect card that's in one of the seat pockets in front of you and fill it out, turn it in. We just want to bless you with a free drink from our Rush Cafe and say thank you for coming. And we want you to come back and we want you to see what's happening around here and, and get connected. I have just four quick announcements, but they're really important, so please listen up. Uh, Or February's already gone. It must have January. February, this is it. Next, starting on Friday night, is March 1st. So all my announcements are for March. Uh, Please mark your calendars for March 23rd. That's a Saturday, because Michael Dalton is going to be here on Sunday the 24th, but he's also going to be here on Saturday the 23rd, right here in the auditorium at 6 o'clock. So mark your calendars for that. Um, Michael always brings us so much. He's an incredible prophetic voice and an international speaker, and um, we just want to glean all that we can whenever he's here. So that extra service on Saturday night, March 23rd. In two weeks, we have our mission annual mission membership meeting, and we really want to um, encourage all of the mission members, especially to be there here in this room. It's going to be right after service on, on March 10th. But we also, we just want to encourage everybody, if you're not a member, please, please come. We just want everybody to be here because what we need to do is look at what God has done. Remember in the Old Testament, they built... Um, they built these altars of remembrance. This is our altar of remembrance for what the Lord just did in 2023. And we get to celebrate that going into 2024. So we're going to be talking about things that the Lord's done um, and just and it welcomes some new mission members. It's just, it's going to be very brief. So just plan on staying a, a little bit extra uh, on March 10th, right after service. Um, Also in March, we will begin our Easter egg hunt donations, which is we're collecting uh, collecting little candies, little toys to fill in those Easter eggs because we have our annual Easter egg hunt on Saturday, March 30th. So this is a wonderful event. If you haven't been to it, um, it just serves our whole community, not just not just families here at the mission. So um, please plan on bringing your your candy and little toys and things. They'll start the collection out in the lobby next Sunday. Um, Also, if you want to just donate some money to buy some candy, you can do that on your app or on the mission envelope. Just mark uh, Egg Hunt on it. Now, this one is for this week, so please pay attention. This Friday night begins our Friday night Activate. It's at 6 o'clock. Yes. Thank you, Lord. (laughs) You guys, this is such a part of the DNA of this house is learning how to hear the voice of God. And 
our Friday night activates are also very family friendly. So we did this last, I think it was just last year we started um, opening up to families and uh, bringing your kids. And it was such a great success to see families and, and some of the older children learning how to hear the voice of God. But I want to say this. To those of my age, my kids are grown. <laughs> my family's not near to here. If they were, they would be coming. But I am coming with the idea of getting some activations that I can learn to do with my family, with my grandkids, when I'm with them. Because what we're doing is building a legacy of hearing God. We're not just learning to hear God for ourselves. We are teaching that next generation, and I want to encourage them. So everybody, it's not just for families. It's for everybody. Families, please come and bring your kids. So that's this Friday night, 6 o'clock. Uh, we do need you to register. You can do it online or they're taking registrations in the lobby afterward. So I think I've taken up enough time, but please be here Friday night for Activate. Love you guys. Thank you, Kathy. Hey, are you here this morning? It's good. It's good to see you all. Um, I know we all understand that Wisdom is necessary for life. Do you agree with that? That we need wisdom in all things. We need wisdom in how we live out our life, how we family, how we do everything in life. And as we get ready to give our tithes and our offerings, it's important that we have wisdom in this area too. Right? Wisdom. Very important. And uh, one of the wisest men that ever lived was Solomon, King Solomon. And he, in chapter 3 of Proverbs, he sets forth, I'm telling you, if, if all we had was Proverbs chapter 3, we would know how to live life. We would know, we would have the wisdom to do what God calls us to do and to live in relationship with one another. But here's what he says in verse number 5, starting with verse number 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Now, are are you getting the picture here already that this is what Ivan was talking about last week, about not just having a Savior, but having a Lord, right? Having a Lord. So let me read that again. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Isn't that encouraging? Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. One, one, one way it states, don't be wise in your own eyes. Right? Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Then you will have healing for your body and strength for your bones. Then verse 9, honor the Lord with your wealth and with the best part of everything you produce. Then he will fill your barns with grain, and your vats will overflow with good wine. Now, that's pretty good wisdom, isn't it? Now, we're not going to stand and do a declaration this morning. But we're simply going to declare with our actions this morning. And follow what the wise man, Solomon, said. Honor the Lord with your wealth. And with the best part of everything you produce, then he will fill your barns with grain, your vats will overflow with good wine. 
This is a demonstration. When we give our tithes and offerings, it's a demonstration of his lordship over our lives. It's exactly saying, Lord, you are Lord, not just Savior. So I will be in obedience to what your word declares is wisdom. So stand with me, please. We're going to pray. And then uh, ushers, if you'll come on down. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, are you ready to give? I'll tell you, this is one of the greatest joys of our life. It's to give into the kingdom, to give into the work that God is doing through this house. So we thank you so much for your generosity. So, Father, thank you so much that you have given us wisdom in all of life. And even in this area of our tithes and offerings, you've given us wisdom that we honor you with our giving today, with the best part of everything that has been produced through our life, we give you the first. We give you the first fruits of our life today into the kingdom that your work might go forward. And we give it with joy in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. God bless you. As you give, go ahead and be seated. And Kim, the Kimster. Well, I'm so glad he spoke on that because I get to do prayer focus this morning, which flows right into what he's saying. So I love that. Uh, How many of you know that gratitude breeds generosity? I hope so. This is so important. I want to just share for a few moments about the power of gratitude. Gratitude basically just means thankfulness. It means counting your blessings. Noticing simple pleasures and acknowledging everything that you receive. It means learning to live your life as if everything were a miracle. And being aware and having a conscious, a continuous basis of how much you've been giving. Gratitude releases a greater value on generosity. Amen? Generosity is not just being generous with your finances, though that is a critical part of our lives. But it's also, you can be generous with your time. You can be generous with, your, with serving others. You can be generous in serving in your church, your community, and with your words and with gratitude. And remember this, gratitude shifts your focus from what your life lacks to the abundance that is already present in your life. I'm going to say that again because that's important. Gratitude shifts your focus from what your life lacks to the abundance that is already present. Today, I want to encourage you to start bringing gratitude into every experience. Instead of waiting for a positive experience in order to feel grateful, don't wait for it. Be grateful ahead of time. Move with a heart of gratefulness at all times. A grateful heart helps us draw closer to God. It's an awareness that God is working. When you have a heart of gratitude when things are hard... It is an awareness that God is working. Gratitude is more than just saying thank you for the, for, to God for the good things that come your way. It is a way of life. 
a constant recognition of God's abundant blessings in both big and small. It is an attitude that permeates our thoughts, our words, our actions, and it shapes how we view the world, guys. When we cultivate an attitude of gratitude, we become aware of the countless ways in which Jesus is at work in our lives, even in the midst of challenges, even in the midst of difficulties. It's having a grateful heart will shift your perspective. And as we practice this, as we practice expressing our thankfulness to God, it creates a sacred space within us, allowing God to enter into that place and to work wonders in our lives. Through our lens of gratitude, we see the blessings surrounding us, even amid challenges, which invites Holy Spirit's presence into every moment, and then our joy increases. Let's move in this intentionally. Amen? Gratitude and generosity invites breakthrough. Everybody say breakthrough into every area of your life. And one of the things that my husband, who is back there at the soundboard serving this morning, I just want you all to know who my man is. One of the things my husband, Bert, has taught me, he's taught me many things, but one of the things he's taught me by simply watching his life and seeing him walk this out is that gratitude will always breed generosity. The scripture says this, God is able to make up to you by giving you everything you need and more so that there will not be enough for your own needs, but plenty left over to give joyfully to others. Second Corinthians 9, 8. When you have a grateful heart, the fruit, everybody say fruit, of that will release generosity. It's organically going to happen. So let's go after this today. Focus on what you have. Focus on the blessings all around you and allow this to change your perspective. And then find creative ways to move in generosity. And I have another minute. The other day... Bird and I will literally go through places whenever, and my husband moves in this so much. I'm like, what are you doing? He pulled money out of his wallet. We pulled up at McDonald's. He gives this girl a big tip. She starts to cry and ask, why are you doing this? He says, because I want you to know that God loves you and that you are amazing and that you are doing a good job. But the little girl, the girl had to take her earphones off. She was crying so hard. He said to her, Jesus loves you. We didn't have to preach to her. We had to display gratitude and generosity. Pay for somebody's meal. Listen, this is how we as believers are going to touch the community. By moving in the opposite spirit of the world. Amen. So let's stand really quickly. I want you to place your hand on somebody and just pray that the capacity of their generosity and their gratitude will expand. Amen. So Father, I thank you today that this is a generous house. I thank you, Father, that we move in generosity and we posture our position in gratitude. And Lord, I thank you that as we do that, your sons and daughters will change this community. They will change their neighborhoods for the glory of God. Lord, make creative ways in us, Holy Spirit, to be generous to every person we come in contact with. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Woo. Don't you love when preachers get up here and preach? It's a gift, and I'm so glad that that gift is in the house. So good. So, so good. Thank you, Kim. That was, that was the meal for today. Don't know if you realize that or not. Well, um, 
today out in the foyer, Mo's going to be out there. You know, it's, it's that season of the year that honestly I dread, and that's voting season. Because the political season, people get weird during the political season, especially Christians, unfortunately. But there are very important things. We do need to be involved in our political system and our government. So make sure you are registered to vote. That's how this country is set up, for you to have change. For you to participate in what happens in this country, you actually have to be registered to do that. So don't ignore that. Get registered. Mo's going to be out there um, if you want a nonpartisan voting guide. He's going to take your email so you can send that to you so you can have just what the issues are and where the candidates line up with that. So you can meet Mo out there. And then we'll have actual paper ones also next week for you. But very important, vote. Ask the Holy Spirit. Get educated. Ask the Holy Spirit how you should vote. And then follow his lead. All right? So get involved. Also, March 23rd, we have Michael Dalton with us at our men's breakfast. Men, you don't want to miss this. It's March 23rd. You can register online. Um, We're going to have an amazing breakfast, but we're going to have a great time with Michael. So get registered today. It's only in a month. So this, this morning, I asked the band to come up now because they're just going to start worshiping. Um. Because we want to go after some stuff this morning. This week I was reminded of the power of a testimony. That our testimony about what Jesus has done has power in it. So this week I was, um, I was picking up my youngest son from baseball practice. And uh, it was at a um, facility. So it was indoors and there was... There was probably seven or eight kid or teams practicing. So it was crazy. Just kids and parents everywhere. So I kind of, he had a few more minutes left. So I kind of went into this corner and just kind of, to kind of stay out of the way. And this lady comes running up to me. And I, luckily I recognized her. And so about eight, nine years ago when I was working for Panera Bread, I was the general manager the regional catering director um, uh, was, she was there. Her name was Esther. She was an amazing lady. And we became friends. And she, you know, I would see her about once a month or so. She would come through and work with us on the regional catering. But she was amazing. I, we kind of became friends right away because she, she really reminded me of my sister. Same kind of personality, same real bubbly, just but straightforward in how she talked and didn't mind saying what she thought. So we became really good friends and it was awesome, it was fun. But one day we were, we were talking and uh, it was right before lunch rush and we're talking and she had to go to another meeting but she started talking about how her and her husband wanted to have kids but she was physically unable to. And so she's talking and I'm, I'm like, God, I know you can do that because I've seen it happen. But how can I pray for her? 
when we got lunch rushes coming, she's got another appointment to get to. We're in the middle of a restaurant. How, do, how can I do that? And he just said, tell her the story. So I told her, just, I just said, hey, you know what? I've seen God have miracles. My sister couldn't have kids. And I told her the story of my sister not being able to have a child and how God healed her and she was able to have a child. And that's all I was able to tell her. And I just told her that. That was it. And she went off, left. I went into the busy lunch rush. Well, I haven't. So I left Panera. She, she had left to do another job. And I haven't talked to her for about nine years. And this week she comes running up to me. She gives me this big hug, smile on her face. And then she releases, and she's like, oh, I got to give you another hug. And she goes, I talk about you all the time. She goes, look, see that kid hitting over there? That's my son. He's seven years old. She was like, my husband and I were totally ready to adopt and be fine with that. And then I got pregnant. And she's still, they, they actually are still going to adopt some other kids, which is amazing. But all I did was tell the testimony. And it released his power. So this morning, we're going to go after that, some of that stuff because it's just the testimony. See, we, we complicate it and think we've got to do all this stuff that we have to have worship behind us, which is awesome, just great. And I, I ask them to come up because when the king's in the room, how can you not worship him? But you don't have to have worship going. You don't have to, you don't even have to say a prayer, an elaborate prayer, or even any prayer. I never prayed for her. I just released the testimony. That was it. So we're going to start there. If there's anybody in the room that is wanting, that's married and is wanting a child... If you're brave enough and you're, you haven't been able to have a child and you want a child, would you be willing to stand? We want to pray for you. We want to release the power of the testimony. Is there any grandparents in here that your children are trying to have kids? Or you know a friend that's trying to have a kid? Yeah. You can stand for them too. Because it's the power of the testimony of Jesus that does the work. So those that are, you, that are around them, just lay your hands on them. And release the power of the testimony through them to those other people. To their family members, their friends. 
So Holy Spirit, we just ask that you release your healing power, that wombs will be opened, that whatever needs to come into alignment comes into alignment. God, that women that don't have the parts will become pregnant, that you will release creative miracles So Holy Spirit, we just release your healing power. And we ask in Jesus' name that their wombs will come alive. They will come alive this year. In Jesus' name, amen. So I would encourage you to release the testimony over their lives. You know, God, he actually uses us to release his power. That we are the conduits that he uses. So we have a group that prays every weekend for this service to get words of knowledge for healing. Every week, they pray for you. And so we're going to go after some of these because the healer is in the room. And what he's done for somebody else, he'll do for you. So there's a word of knowledge for a left ventricle, so heart. If you're in the room and you're you're having heart issues, would you stand so we can pray for you? Anybody in here? There we go. You guys are the ministers. So as you see someone stand, go release his powerful healing over them. Yeah, Jesus, we just release your healing power over their hearts. That their ventricles will come back to wholeness. That the arteries come healthy. That the valves will work properly. Spirit, release your healing power. That hearts would be new today. They'd be restored back to how you created them. Jesus. 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 We got some words for arms, a right elbow and a right forearm. If that's you, would you stand? Back there. Anybody else with arm issues, elbow issues? Just wave at me so people know that 
you're standing so they can come around you, lay their hands on you. Yeah. Remember, this isn't time for you just to sit and observe. Remember, you are the conduit God wants to use to release his healing power over people. So either get to them and lay your hands on them or stretch your hands and pray for them and release that or worship him. Holy Spirit. God, we release proper blood flow through the arms. That the blood would flow and circulate properly and bring healing. That the damaged cartilage would become new and fresh. That bone spurs would be gone in Jesus' name. that elbows would bend without pain. The pain would be gone. Yeah, Jesus. I'm gonna assume stuff's going on there. I know, I'm really discerning. It's, my discernment gift is on fire. Awesome, thank you, Jesus. Uh, rotator cuff injury. So that's someone in the shoulder, rotator cuff. Someone in, in the room. Don't raise that arm, raise the other one. All right. Come on, people. Come on. You can do it. Go for it. I would encourage you, if you've never prayed for someone, now's the day. Now's the day to pray for someone. If you've never prayed for healing for somebody, you're in a safe environment, easy environment. They want to be prayed for. So I I would encourage you to have the courage and get up. So Holy Spirit, right now, We pray for rotator cuffs. They will have full range of motion. Full range, no pain. No pain. God, that you would heal the tears without any scar tissue. Yeah, Jesus. God, you would make it soft and pliable again. That your healing oil would soak through the rotator cuff right now. That arthritis would be gone. No more. In Jesus' name.
you're getting prayed for, test it out. Let them know if something's going on. Holy Spirit. Jesus. Just keep praying for him. I'm going to go on something else. So just keep praying for him. Infection. You have infection in your body and you need healing. Just stand and raise your hand so they know that you're a candidate to be prayed for. Anybody in the room with infection back there? Yeah, Jesus. Jesus, you're healing. God, right now that you would filter the blood, that you would filter out the infection right now. Your supernatural filter right now. An infection be gone. Be clean. No infection in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit. Let's just say his name. Let's just worship him for a moment. Ah, Jesus, you're so good. And I felt I heard maybe you deal, maybe you don't even have one right now, but you deal with a chronic infection issue, either kidney or um, urinary tract or, or something like that. I just kept hearing the word chronic. Is there, is that somebody, you don't necessarily have an infection right now, but that is something that you've dealt with. Right back there. Anybody else? Wave your hand. That's you. You don't have somebody with you to pray. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, just speak Jesus over him. That his blood would wash it clean.
This is another one that word of knowledge for this morning. And actually, I felt this one too. And at the same time, I do know there are some couple of these situations going on where healing of grief. I know we have some people in our community that's had some relatives that have passed away recently. So if you've had a relative or a friend pass away in the last few months, we want to pray over you because grief is real and grief is okay as long as we give it to Jesus. So if that's you, could you stand? We want to pray over you and release his peace and his joy and his love. So if that's you, if you can stand and Wave your hand a little bit if you don't have somebody with you. Some people over here. Thanks. Anybody else? Someone someone standing in the back over here to my left. You know, it says, Jesus, when he heard that Lazarus had died, he wept. See, even Jesus knows what grief feels like. And he wants to bring comfort to you. So just release comfort and peace over them right now and love so Holy Spirit we just release your amazing comfort your comfort that passes all understanding that we would lean into your understanding and not our own so Holy Spirit come and bring healing to their heart. Healing to their family. Healing to their loved ones that are suffering and in pain. God, reveal yourself as the great comforter and the depths of your comfort right now. That you hold them in your arms that you love to just sit there and hold them as they weep as they grieve that you're with them that you haven't forsaken them but you're right there with them grieving that you know what that pain feels like 
and that you came Holy Spirit heal their hearts heal their hearts right now going to sit right here for a moment and let let them get ministered to. This is really important because he's here to bring healing for the brokenhearted. Jesus, you're so good. Oh, you're so good. So, so good. Yeah, Jesus. If you're dealing with sleep apnea, the healer's in the room. Honestly, it's one of my favorite things to pray for because I love sleep. And I couldn't imagine not being able to sleep. And I've seen it happen. I've seen it. I was in the Philippines. And we went after, there's a, a, late, a woman there that someone had broken into her house. And she com- was confronted with someone breaking into her house. So she wasn't able to sleep because she was afraid that was going to happen again. And we prayed for her and she went home and was able to sleep for the first time in months. So I've seen God do it, and he can do it again. So Jesus, right now, make sure everyone's got somebody with them. Got somebody over here standing. People in the back there. Yeah. So Holy Spirit, we ask that you flood their bedroom right now with your peace. That if there's anything physical going on, that you repair it right now in Jesus' name. That if it's a physical cause right now, we call it to come into alignment so so sleep can come tonight. No more dreading the night. You are the God of the night. Says that you speak to us in the night and in our dreams. So we release sleep in Jesus' name. Right now, in Jesus' name. That ministering angels will come. And sing lullabies of his goodness. Years ago, I was in uh, traveling 
uh, on the way to Fiji, but I stopped in Australia to do some ministry there. And uh, it's along this line of not being able to sleep. I, uh, I was uh, just about to go to sleep by myself in the hotel room. And uh, I heard, this is where they'll find your body tomorrow morning. This is where they'll find your body tomorrow morning. And I've traveled a whole bunch and been a lot of hotel rooms by myself and never heard that before. I knew it wasn't God, right? I knew it wasn't him. So I just, I just said, in the name of Jesus, I push that aside and I remember that no weapon formed against me shall prosper, that I will awake just like I normally do. And I went to sleep. It's not an issue. About uh, 3 o'clock in the morning, the alarm, the fire alarm went off in the hotel. And we had to get up and get out of our room. And I thought, this is just really a strange night. Strange night. Went back, got in bed, and, and felt like the Lord was saying, this, these, are, these are words of knowledge. It's the strangest words of knowledge I've ever heard. And I imagined people who go to bed at night with a fear that they'll never wake up. That morning in the church service, I gave that word of knowledge and I told the experience of the fire alarm going off in the middle of the night and felt that it was tied to that word of knowledge in some way. A man came up to me afterwards. Many people stood saying, "This I go, I go fearing that I'll not wake up in the morning. And uh, a man came up to me and said, when, uh, this was several years ago. I was with my son in the bedroom, sleeping, and a fire erupted in our house, and we couldn't get out. There was there was just a wall that that saved our life, and they were finally able to get out. He said, "Ever since then, every night when he goes to when he gets ready to go to bed, he checks the fire alarm and makes sure the lights on." And he tests it every night to make sure that the fire alarm will go off if a fire comes in the night. And he says it's terrifying. Terrifying. And we prayed and released that spirit of fear over him. That's a testimony. That if that's something you deal with, it just, just, it, it doesn't have to be this this high level of I know I'm going to die and I will never wake I will never wake up but that anxiety that keeps you from having rest and keep you from sleeping you fear there's a fear attached to that I want to pray for you because I've seen it I've seen it very released come on stand up you got it that an issue yeah any anybody yep yeah yeah, yeah. There's nothing to be ashamed in this. Often it comes from an experience we've had in life that the enemy just keeps poking at. Anybody else? Yeah. All right. Let's get let's get some people who have faith. Stand with these people. Thank you, Father, that you are 
above everything. The name of Jesus is above everything. There'll be a day every knee will bow. Where right now, Lord, we speak to the fear that will bow to the name of Jesus. Right now. Right now. We break off the spirit of fear that keeps trying to get in there. These are faithful people. They are people full of faith. But the enemy has found a place. And we close that door now in Jesus' name. We command that spirit to let go in Jesus' name, to no longer come, no no longer walk into the room in Jesus' name. And there might be parents here that you have that fear over your children because you've heard of sudden infant death syndrome. And you wonder, is my child going to wake up in the morning? Let's break that off. If if you'll stand, if that's you. Hey, listen, there's no shame. No shame in this place this morning. No shame at all. Thank you, God. Or you, you, you fear when your kids go to school. Yeah. 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 There's a fear attached to your children. Yeah. Because we live in a crazy world. And it's not unusual to wonder, will my kid come home? That's you. If you have grandparents in this room that you feel that same way about your grandchildren. Or you have, you have children who are fearing that, walking in that fear. It's so debilitating. We don't have to live in that fear. He's not given us the spirit of fear. No, he's not. So we command it to go now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. As you're praying for those people right now and you sense something in the spirit, go ahead and help them walk through this right now. This is deliverance. This is deliverance in Jesus' name. Deliverance in Jesus' name. All right. Well, I'm going to do these two together. If you deal with depression, we want to release that off of you this morning. So if you deal with depression or you've walked in this room and you're like, I need a miracle today. I need a miracle today. If that's you, I want you to stand. If you deal with depression or you just walked in like, I need a miracle today. It could be physical, it could be financial, it could be emotional, it could be family situations. So if you deal with depression and you want it to go, depression is not your friend. It's not your comfort. It's not going to help you. And also, if you need a miracle. So, people that are praying for them, just quickly ask, what do you want me to pray about? Keep it short to say, this is the miracle I need. Don't go into a story. Just tell them, I need this miracle. So that they know what to release over you. Yeah. Shh. Get on.
you're in your seats right now, I want you to start interceding for people that deal with depression. And intercede like it's your child. Like it's your child that can't get out of bed. That can't function because of the depression. Yeah. Yeah, Jesus. Holy God. Yeah, we speak the lamb over them. The lamb that was slain, that shed his blood so that we could have freedom. The lamb that sits on the throne right now. We wash them with the blood. Jesus, come right now. Remove that cloud of depression. Why don't you guys stand with me? Let's sing this out. Let's declare this out over the spirit of depression that there is a lamb that was slain that now sits on the throne that had victory that paid the price for our freedom paid the price for our healing it's already paid for
Yeah, Jesus. Jesus. Thank you that you are alive and you're in our lives. That you paid the price for our healing. So we just receive your healing this morning. That it is alive. It's not just something that happened 2,000 years ago. But it's something you do every day. That you release your healing power every single day. And that everyone, everyone is marked for your healing. That your healing is for everyone. So use us to be the ones that deliver your healing to the people, to the world that we're in. Use us. Use us. We will go. We will go. We will release your healing to the world around us. You know the world around you is waiting for you to release the testimony? That the world you live in is crying out for a healer? Why do you think the world gets into all this crazy stuff? Why do you think they get in to the demonic, into witchcraft? Because they're looking for a healer. And they're just waiting for you to bring the healer to them. So I'd encourage you this week, be a testimony giver. Release the testimony of what Jesus has done and let him do the work. We just got to release the testimony. Can you do that? Awesome. Well, here's your homework for this week since I didn't get to preach about it. I mean, we do have two minutes. I could do my message. But I do want to read this part because I want... I've never saw this before until this week. And that's why actually reading the Bible is so important. Because things just come alive when you sit down and actually read it and let the Holy Spirit speak to you. And it's John chapter 17. John chapter 17 is a conversation between Jesus and God. We actually get to see and hear the conversation Jesus is having with his father. Probably pretty important the things he's saying. And it's right before he's going to the cross. I would feast on it this week if I were you. But this is one verse out of it that I think encapsulates it all. It's verse 22. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. I am in them and you in me so that they may be brought to complete unity. Jesus' heart's cry before he went to the cross was, make them one with me, like we are one. 
So this week, feast on that Jesus wants to be one with you. That's what he's calling us into, is to be one with him. That was his heart's cry before he went to the cross, was to be one with you. So whenever you're dealing with depression or loneliness or you can't sleep, meditate that Jesus is one with you, that he's in you and his heart's cry is to be one with you. So Jesus, I just want to release your blessing over him out of number 624. Says, may the Lord bless you and keep you the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. So Holy Spirit, I just ask that you release that over everyone in this room, everyone watching online right now, that you would fill their house with peace. You would fill their house with your oneness with them that they would hear your heart's cry to be one with us. So we just release that over them in your precious name. Amen. If I can have the ministry come up forward. If you need prayer this morning, they're here to pray with you. Love you. Have an amazing week. See you next week.